Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving and this awesome week that we get to uh, celebrate and thank God for everything he's done. I want to read to you today from Psalm uh, 103, and I'm going to uh, jump around a little bit, but I've called this one, uh, Go with the Word and Stick with the Word. But Psalm 103, verse 1, and it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The spending time in the word, you know, the Lord began to speak to me about meditation um, a few years ago and, and, and really studying on the subject because there's a difference between reading the Bible and meditating in scriptures and now being in a place where I'm preaching on a regular basis and, and uh, we have a format at healing school. So I preach a lot of the same things in healing school. But then when I get a minister outside of healing school, there's messages that the Lord drops in my heart. And so I'm developing new messages and preaching on newer subjects and different points and and uh, and topics. But uh, really, I found that meditating in scripture is the probably the number one key to, to my preaching. So the Lord will give me uh, a theme or a scripture or, or uh, a point, and then I'll uh, kind of develop that. I'll, I'll read the scripture. I'll see what the Holy Ghost brings up as far as another point goes or a way to express it or something. And so usually if you're looking at my notes, it's you're, there's three points and then generally three or four scriptures or two scriptures each point or whatever it is. But then what I do is I take the time on each point and I'll just sit before I preach and I'll close my eyes and I'll meditate on that point. I'll, I'll spend time thinking along those lines and meditating on that and letting that develop on the inside of me and getting a clear picture on that, letting it expand really. It's what it's doing is the words expanding on the inside of you. And it's that time of meditation in the word that you, that you put your mind on scriptures and you begin to imagine what does that actually look like? You know, you can take scriptures like this. And one of the things that I've been thinking about recently is when I read the word and what the Lord does for us is where would I be without the Lord? There's a scripture that I was reading the other day and it talked about how when, when my enemies were too strong and too many around me, you delivered my soul in peace from those that sought my life, right? You you delivered my soul back into peace from those that sought my life. And I thought about that. I've, I've had enemies over the years, enemies of my soul's, their soul. There's things that's come to attack me. It wasn't a physical person, but there's things that's mounted up against me. There's been demonic attacks on my life. There's been addiction. There's been strongholds. There's been things that have come against me, but it was the Lord. It was the Lord's power. And I know the same for many people. There are people who are stuck in sin, right? There are things that you were stuck doing that you didn't want to do, but it was the power of God. What if it hadn't been for the Lord? You'd still be stuck in that sin. What if it hadn't been for the Lord's healing power? You'd still be stuck in that sickness. And so you begin to meditate and think, man, where would I be if the Lord hadn't washed me in his blood? And you begin to think deeply on those subjects. The Lord gave us meditation for the word to come alive on the inside. And so one of the things that the Lord showed me to do has been when I read the word in the morning is I read the word, but then I, I take the word with me. And so I'll have a scripture that'll stand out to me and then I'll take that. And if I can memorize it, great. Otherwise I write it down and then I meditate on that as I go. I cried unto the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. You you spend a day meditating on that, you know, because people, people get in condemnation. I'm not reading the word enough. And, and so you spend time in the word, but you can take the word with you. 
It doesn't have to be that the only thing you do is read the word. There's more beyond that. There's meditating in the word. The Bible, God said to Joshua, he said, meditate in the word day and night. Don't let it depart out of your mouth. So he wasn't sitting there with a book in front of him the whole day. You know, there's life that comes at us. There's things that happen and we get busy, right? You don't have to, most people don't have five hours a day to read the word, right? There's seasons of study. There's times of study. If you're in Bible school and you're not working, then you do have five hours a day to do it. But um, uh, there's seasons, right? So, so the, but then there's times where you're busy and life gets busy and you have to do things and then you can take the word with you. You can go with the word. The Bible says in Psalm 104, verse 34, it says, my medi- my, it says, my meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. There's a scripture in Jeremiah 15, verse 16, and it says, your words were found and I ate them and they became unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. So taking that time to t- take one scripture and, and begin to think on that scripture. It's like Paul who said, uh, pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? You can't, you, you literally can't pray in tongues 24 hours a day, right? Or you could do it for a, for a small amount of time. It doesn't mean you walk around and everywhere you go, it's rabba braga rabba But there's a, there's a communication with the Lord. And so meditation is actually part of that, that you're thinking about that. And then you're talking to the Lord, you're thanking the Lord. You get busy with your day, but your mind returns to him. Isaiah 26, three says, I'll keep him in continual peace. Whose mind is stayed on me. I believe that word stay means anchored in me. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, the devil used to mess with me. Oh, you you went four hours. You didn't think about the Lord. You say you're in love with the Lord. You have this love relationship with him, but you don't think about him. For, you know, you try to get me in condemnation over that stuff when I was younger. But it says, it says whose mind is stayed on him. It's the one who's anchored. It's the one who always, you always come back to him. It's that when a thought comes of lack that you bring your mind back to the word. It's when a thought comes of disaster that you bring your mind back to the word. What does the word say? You take those thoughts captive and you come back to where you're anchored, which is the word of God. And so you take the word and you go with the word and then, and then, and then stick with the word. You know, we're privileged that to be, if you're a member of the River Tempe Church, I believe most people who listen to this podcast are probably familiar with Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's ministry. And uh, um, even if it's from afar, you watch online. And so we're so th- I'm so thankful to be a part of a ministry that's such so that we stick with the word. You know, there's places that back off the word because it's uncomfortable. Don't teach on healing because it's uncomfortable. Don't teach on prosperity because it's uncomfortable. And those people will be held accountable. But the Bible says in Second Timothy chapter four, it says verse one. It says, "I charge you therefore before God, and before the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season." Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We're in that time now. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, they shall heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But you watch, excuse me, you watch in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. You know, sticking with the word guarantees your safekeeping. There's people now who refuse to believe that anyone will go to hell. They believe that God's so merciful that in the end, everyone gets saved. And they, and they don't stick with the truth. There's people who've gone away from the doctrine of repentance. Oh, I, I, I was forgiven once and I was pre-forgiven from all my sins by what Jesus did. I don't need to repent anymore. That's not what the word says. The Bible says that God, if we repent, we have a high priest. If we repent, he is faithful and just to forgive us. That's in the New Testament. 
So, so people who won't stick with the truth, and then you have people who won't stick with the truth. Their church is still shut down. And, and then I was reading something the other day about a certain denominations saying that the, the, the preacher has to be fully vaccinated. They're, they're, they, they forsake whole parts of the Bible's not sticking with the truth, not sticking with sound doctrine. You know, it's a protection for you to stick with sound doctrine. Be careful where, you know, the Bible talks about itching ears, the people who always need to be hearing something new. That's why Paul instructed Timothy. He said, put the people in remembrance of these things. I've talked about meditation before. I've talked about the sticking with the word before. I've talked about many of the things that we talk about here. We've talked about before, but it's not about finding new things to preach to everybody. There's, there's different ways to approach it. There's new angles. There's new things that you see. There's new scriptures, but the word the, the word, the Bible talks about the basic doctrines of Christ. And so you can see that in Hebrews 5. It talks about the, maybe it's Hebrews 6, talks about the basic doctrines of Christ. He said, let us go forward, leaving the basic doctrines. But some people have never even gotten the basic doctrines. There's a, people who, who've, because of bad doctrine, we've had people come to healing school and I, and they sit down and they start talking to me about demonic stuff, right? So they start talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, oh, I went to this deliverance center and they were talking about this demon, the python spirit and the, and the octopus spirit. And, 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 you know, they get into stuff that's not in the Bible. And for me, the Bible is, is my safekeeping. So when Jesus addressed it, the Bible just says he cast out unclean spirits. So I don't care if it's a python spirit, if it's a unicorn spirit, if it's a bacon and cheese sandwich, bacon and cheese sandwich spirit. I don't care what it is. It's an unclean demon. It's an unclean spirit. You cast out the spirit. People get into this weird thing. And then they get into like spiritual warfare and then they're making war in the heavenlies and they're, and they're opening up portals and they're, and they're praying for things that aren't in the Bible. The Bible doesn't say to do that. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through, mighty through God to the pulling down a stronghold, taking thoughts captive. So people come in with stuff and they're doing, you know, breaking generational curses and they're cleansing the bloodline and they're repenting for past people in their bloodline. That's not in the Bible. The Bible says you repent of your sins. The Bible says when you're wa- washed in the blood of Jesus, that the blood that you become born of God, you're not born of your family. The generational curse breaks when you get born again. People get into stuff that's not in the Bible. They're looking for something extra. Well, this isn't working for me. It's not working because you're not working it. You have to understand that if the word's not working, it's on you. It's not on God. People blame God. Well, I've been doing my part. God's not doing his. God's ways are perfect. If there's a delay, you know, for me, I was believing the Lord for a vehicle. If, if there's a delay in something you're believing the Lord for, it's, it's sometimes the Lord, like, so healing, it's, if, there's, if it's not there, if, if you've been believing the Lord for your healing and you haven't seen healing, it's, there's something you need to do different. But if it's something like provision, there are things that, that need to take place. Sometimes the Lord speaks to someone and they don't obey. I've had people come to me and say, hey, the Lord told me to bless you with this money. And I've been believing for this something to come in. Hey, the Lord told me to bless you with this money. And I'm excited. And they say, yeah, the Lord spoke to me back in May. And it's like first week of July. And I think to myself, well, thank you for blessing me. But number two, what's wrong with you? Why does it take you a month and, and a month and a half to obey the Lord? You had it to do then do it. Whatever you do, do quickly. So sometimes there's someone that's delaying, but people get into weird stuff. Then people come to healing school. I need to forgive God for what he, you don't need to forgive God. God does not need to be forgiven. You need to repent and ask God to forgive you. God's ways are perfect. He's done nothing wrong ever. He doesn't need to be forgiven by anybody. And so you stick with the word of God. What does the word say? 
if it, that should be a red light for you, that if people get into doctrines, that's not in the Bible. Prosperity is in the Bible. Giving and receiving is in the Bible. One hundredfold is in the Bible. Rich is in the Bible. Healing's in the Bible. Divine health's in the Bible. Divine health and old age is in the Bible. Uh, Python spirit, not in the Bible. And that's and that should be what, what it comes down to. Python spirit, not in the Bible. Re- the catching away of the church, in the Bible. The second coming of Christ, the physical return of Christ, in the Bible. You know what's not in the Bible? Christ's return being spiritual and not physical. Not in the Bible. That, that we're in the millennial reign now, not in the Bible. It says he'll return. He hasn't returned. It's not in the Bible. You stick with the Word of God. You stick with the Word of God. And it's a safekeeping. You take the Word with you. You meditate in the Word. But then you stick with the Word. Let it be a defense to you. Let it be a defense to you. People, oh, I, I have a... Uh, intercessor's ministry. It's actually not a ministry. You, you can pray and you can intercede as, as that comes on you, but that's not a, a ministry. That's not a fivefold ministry. People, oh, I have a, a prophetic dance ministry. That's not a ministry. I would, I would contest that there's no such thing as prophetic dance. Nope. People get into stuff there. People, people get into stuff where they're talking about heaven the Bible, you know, if it's not in the Bible, I, I don't want to know about heaven. People have all these revelations of heaven. I, I'm sorry. There's, I, I'll let it be a surprise. I'm the type that if I go on vacation, I don't want to see pictures beforehand. I want to get there and be surprised. But people spend their, their time focusing on someone's book about the revelation in heaven. You know, there's a person who has a ministry that talks about the revelation of heaven and that they, you know, and they, they're going and visiting in these roller coasters and they're spending all this time talking about this stuff. And then one of the things they preach on is that the rapture's, the Lord spoke to him and said, the rapture is not happening in this generation or the next one. So roll up your rapture rug. And that's bogus. Nowhere in scripture in all the way through the, through the, since the new Testament, they've lived with an expectation that the Lord return could be at any time. It takes away the reason for holy living when you, oh, the Lord's not coming back for two generations, three generations. No, the, the, the early church had an expectation. The Lord's coming back soon. We're meant to carry that expectation. Stick with the word. I love you. God bless you. And we'll see you on the next podcast.